Welcome to Wide Open Day. I'm Heather Kelly, and this is a podcast where I get to speak with interesting people about what it means to them to make the most of their day and how they do it. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Wide Open Day. Today I have Gurpreet Chatta with me. Gurpreet is owner of Tabla Hype, a musician, a composer, performer, an inventor and co-creator of tablets and kalimbaks, electronic instruments. And he's well known for many years as the Tabla Guy. So I am thrilled to have my wonderful friend Gurpreet with me today. Hello Gurpreet. Hi, Heather. I think you might have the wrong person on the... No way. Who's that person? <laughs> so, Dupree, what does it mean to you currently to make the most of a day? And has that changed with this COVID-19 situation? Yeah. To be honest, depends on the day. More honestly, sometimes depends on the time of the day on that day. I think it definitely feels that things have changed. And in so many ways, I'm just uh, hesitancy in a way, like, where do I start? Like, there's the, just the functional ways in terms of what was a modus operandi and how I went about things that I did, whether it was music-related, personal-related, business-related, uh, life-related. Just the, the systems have changed for all of that, uh, for all of us. Yeah, it's totally true. And you and I have talked before about making the most of a day. What does that mean? Does it mean productivity or does it mean meaningfulness? Yes. That the, the importance of meaningful purpose and productivity and a presence in that productivity. Actually, a friend of mine reminded me of the importance of presence, not just productivity recently. But those things uh, still feel important and in what that most of the day looks like, that it still feel meaningful, feel purposeful. And those days when that resonates as throughout the day feels like I'm making the most of the day. When I don't feel that I'm engaged in life, essentially, because you know, when I feel engaged in life, then it feels meaningful, regardless of what I'm doing. And that's regardless of COVID. You know, that was before COVID, mm-hmm. probably be after <laughs> COVID. Uh, but it's just in a different way during this time that it's the way it's happening. And I think the other part of it is there's a collectiveness to this uncertainty and the rapid change that we're experiencing. And there's this, something about this collectiveness of it that is maybe a distinguishing factor. And the fact that there's a collective ask of what the most of the day is, and some conversations happening around that which weren't before, and the openness of those conversations, I think, are bringing different reflections of what that really means. Uh, yeah, I love how you put presence alongside productivity. And that seems to be something that's shifting for a lot of people. As a musician, you certainly create and facilitate these incredible collective experiences when people are together. And now we're having this completely different but still a collective experience of being all in this situation together and experiencing something together in a completely different kind of way. Yes. Just the scope of uh, what's involved in that collective experience is not, it's not one-dimensional. There's, there's so many dimensions on it. This conversation about supply chain is mm-hmm. really interesting to me because 
I don't know if you and I have talked about this, but after university, I went and studied supply chain management. Yeah, it's amazing. And there's this highlight on what a supply chain is right now that there wasn't ever before. And I think there's something really important and beautiful about that because it's a, it's not just a function of like how do we get the supplies and the goods and food and uh, you know so healthcare and all these things in terms of systems and mm-hmm. the delivery of services and goods but it's a it's a recognition that we are part of the supply chain and we have a role in it and that the supply chain isn't something that's separate from us and supply chain might seem like this system or this entrepreneurial like business term, but it's actually almost a philosophy, you know, in terms of how we are interconnected. And I think there's an importance in that and a collective experience of realizing we are part of this supply chain and what is our part, you know, and and again, that's not the same for all of us. It's different for all of us. That's the beauty in it. Yeah. We can all be part of the same thing and it'd be so unique to us. And in a way, that's just life. Absolutely. Both this huge, huge scale thinking and this everyday, how are we living and what are we doing and what's our role in in the flow of things. Does your awareness and intimate knowledge of supply chains affect how you think about a day, how you approach a day, or what aspects you feel are meaningful to you? Absolutely. <laughs> Thinking about it from the supply chain lens it started affecting me a long time ago. When I was in engineering, a lot of my work was within the automotive realm or design companies and even at Toyota for a while. So first supply chain kind of understanding came from this manufacturing perspective, supply, demand, and in a very functional inventory management delivery of a good type of way. And you know, it resonated, you know, and even in automotive, this Toyota production system of how it's applied kind of resonated. And for that purpose, to get a good out, and I see it now when I think of COVID and supply chain in terms of how do we get these, the, the PPEs out, I think about it a lot now, because again, I, my relationship to the manufacturing process and for better or worse, like that kind of entails in terms of getting a good out. So I see it that way. Mm-hmm. But when I went and got that language, It wasn't like just this manufacturing system. It wasn't just a business system. It it was actually highlighting for me a way of life. Because the supply chain, when it works well, is external, internal communications, clear communications, and external communications, clear communications. In the service of, if you go back to a good uh, or, or a service, having the best experience for the customer, you know? So once I got had this supply chain language, it filtered into everything else in my life, mm-hmm. especially music, you know? And when I think about it from a musical lens, for example, if you're playing with musicians that that are strangers to you, if it's an improv session, or even if it's musicians that you collaborate with regularly, we all have a role to play. And when we're coming on that stage together in trust and confidence in our core competencies, the instruments that we play, but also a trust and confidence in each other, and in each other's core competencies. So that's mm-hmm. our supply chain. And then you extend that to the sound engineers and the lighting and the MC and then the usher and then the staff and then the marketing community, everything that came together to make that moment happen for us musicians to have this collective experience with the audience. There's so much in part of that musical experience supply chain. 
That's mm-hmm. phenomenal because it's also now making me think about how different that supply chain is yeah. while people are performing or creating experiences for people online. Mm-hmm. But there's still the supply chain, the pieces of the puzzle that need to happen to bring musicians together to collaborate yeah. and then to also bring that to audiences as well or the customer. And also that language, you know, uh, is is it a customer? Is it an audience? Like, how do we look at uh, other elements of the supply chain, you know? And for each of these experiences, the real thing right now has been because there has been a rapid change and there is a lot of uncertainty. It's not that I feel that I've been less, necessarily less busier. What, where am I spending that time and how I'm spending it? It's, there's been a magnifier on that. Do you uh, set that out in advance or do you see how the day flows? Like, do you have sort of either organizational or scheduling systems or routines that you follow in order to try to make the most of your day? You know, and as much as the days are being employed, that those techniques are being employed as well. I'm trying to renegotiate the flow of my day within the constraints or lack of constraints and time of how you want to look at it. Right. Yeah. The mornings have always been like really special to me, you know, so I try to make the most of those. I think the broad strokes of it is to have and engage in some sort of physical expression and creative expression, like physical, like just moving my body in some way, mm-hmm. and then some sort of creative expression. And for me, a lot of times that is sitting with, my instrument, the tabla or the hung, or, you know, just allowing myself to play. And, and this is something that I feel helps just engage me. It feels meaningful when I can then stay rooted in a place of gratitude. And it's just, and that's been helpful, like even in other times, but just highlighting that. Yeah, just trying to stay rooted in that. Is there something that you are working with or working on that is about how you want to be spending your days? There are some natural things that led me to look into how musicians who are remote from each other and how can we collaborate in real time. And fortunately, based on kind of the experiences that I've been involved in, it's led me to look and explore elements of technology and what is available to us and what isn't. And just to kind of frame that a bit is, you know, musicians who would want to rehearse together based on the technologies that are currently and readily available to most can't because there's inherent technological issues such as lag or latency which occur. And this has become more highlighted now based on uh, COVID-19, but this was an issue before this particular situation, but it, it has highlighted how we can do things based because our systems and forms of function of how we engage in society have shifted for all of us. It wasn't like I set out to think about this, but just me being who I am, I guess, you know, I'm thinking about this and to be able to engage in that conversation feels meaningful to me at this point because I think that it is allowing me to learn about what is being done about this and others that are uh, have been thinking about this long before it came into even my own thinking about it. I have a relationship with latency based on the technology that I'm currently working on, so it's also very familiar and related to the musical and technological systems I've been developing. So it's just, I feel it's a natural extension of 
the work and, and I, the research and development I think I've been doing, and it's nice to be able to engage in this because I feel the solution will help so many of us and be part of the conversation of allowing people to connect. It feels meaningful to have that. And then the gratitude is that I'm great. I feel grateful to be this being one of the conversations I'm privileged to be a part of. And that opens up like looking back at, you know, what allows me to have those conversations. And that's the supply chain of my life. Well, um, I loved how you opened up that conversation in an online uh, group that we were part of a few days ago and had everybody try to clap to a rhythm at the same time. And it was absolutely eye-opening and fascinating to see that it's not possible through a Zoom group. And the implications of a lot of us who were on that call, that one issue affects all of us. Because what that allows, if musicians can collaborate remotely using technology, just allows a whole new level of performance, sharing, and engagement in a larger collective experience with audiences. You know, we've been part of this system and supply chain of working together in this arts and culture world before, but it's shifting for all of us. And I don't know how some people feel about this, but I also feel there's a lot of opportunities for really healthy collaborations at this time. So... I've been thinking about a lot of ideas, to be honest, and being able to have those conversations, you know, with yourself and with others. Engaging in these conversations becomes part of, you know, my system and structure to make the most of the day. Part of the time that's opened up now is working on a certain project that things stopped. So mm-hmm. there was a time of transition of, okay, what does that stopping mean? And still there's that transition happening, but it, it inevitably has opened up time and, I'm finding naturally what I'm gravitating towards is filling that time up with learning. Again, going back to, you know, practicing, spending more time with that language of the tabula, you know, and literally going back into some things that I haven't looked at in a long time. But also, you know, I've applied to this course in machine learning and instrument development, something that I've wanted to do and I have been doing. It sounds perfect. You know, and so kind of really filling education in some ways, but those things allow me to engage in these other conversations that I'm having. Yeah, having this conversation are so valuable. So thank you, my friend. Thank you, Gurpreet Chana. And for anybody who's listening to this who would like to get some more information about Gurpreet, please visit thetablaguy.com and you'll find many of his projects and information there. So thank you so very much, Gurpreet. Thank you, Heather. Privileged to be able to engage in this conversation with you and so many others that uh, I've been fortunate to have with you. This has been an episode of Wide Open Day. I'm Heather Kelly. Thank you for being here. You can find more podcast episodes and articles at wideopenday.com. Until next time, be well, and I hope you find ways to make the most of your day, whatever that means to you.